The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Welcome in. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. My name is Patrick Allen. All right, everybody. It is 2.09 p.m. Central Time on Friday. I've been counting down the hours until the Super Bowl Take a deep breath, everybody. We're about to head into the weekend. Just got to get through this work day. Wanted to bring you some more Super Bowl week content ahead of the action. It's just going to be me today. So first, let's take a look at the injury report. Let me get that pulled up for you. So uh, the Friday injury reports are out. So let's start with the Chiefs. Uh, looks like Kansas City is only going into this game with two players with injury designations. Sorry, sorry about that. Three, technically. Eric Fisher is out. This is no surprise. He tore his Achilles. Willie Gay, who has been battling that knee and ankle injury, he's not practiced all week. He is listed as out. Le'Veon Bell, uh, who has been dealing with that knee injury, he was limited all week in practice until Friday. Today, he was a full participant. He has no injury designation. Sammy Watkins, who was it was expected that he would be back for this game. A lot of people thought in the with the Chiefs that he would be back for the AFC Championship game. He was limited all week, but was a full participant today in practice. He has a questionable designation. So I guess probably they just want to make sure he doesn't have a backslide with that calf injury. But the fact that he was a full participant in practice today is a very good sign. If that doesn't flare up on him, we should see him on the field on Sunday. Other folks that you might have been worried about, Clyde Edwards-Elaire. He was uh, a full participant in practice all week with that ankle and hip injury, so he looks good to go. Rashad Fenton, cornerback, had a foot. He's been a full participant all week. Mahomes with the toe, full participant all week, no injury designation. Mike Remmers, obviously really important given the state of the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. He's been dealing with a groin, but he was a full participant in practice, so that is good news. Legereus Sneed still on the injury report coming off his concussion. Everything's good there, full participant. Andrew Wiley has an ankle, full participant all week. And uh, Darwin Thompson popped up on the injury report uh, just today. He did not practice with an illness. No word. I don't think that's COVID-related. He doesn't have an injury designation for Sunday, so probably not. Over on the Bucks side, they have two players with injury designations. Antonio Brown is questionable. He's been dealing with a knee injury that kept him out of the NFC Championship game. He's limited on Wednesday, but practiced fully on Thursday and Friday. So despite that questionable designation, he's probably going to be on the field for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. And Cameron Brait, the backup tight end. I don't know if he's the backup. Gronk, they've got Gronk, so I'm assuming he's the starter over there. But Brait gets 
in on the action as well and has been instrumental in helping them in the playoffs. Um, he had a back injury that popped up on Thursday where he was limited and he did not practice on Friday and he's questionable. So that's an actual development here. I'll do a little bit more research and maybe put it out on Twitter if I can find out some more information there, but not great when it, when it pops up there late in the week and then he doesn't practice on on Friday. Friday, as you know, is that really crucial practice that they really expect people that practiced on Friday to play. That doesn't mean Bray won't be out there. He, he practiced on Wednesday, but we'll have to see how that all shakes out. They threw the ball to him a few times the first time the Bucks played the Chiefs, and it could be the tight end could be a bit, an important way for Tampa to move the ball, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. And uh, Ndamukong Sue is and was not injury-related. He was a did-not-practice on Friday, but uh, he's on the report for not practicing, but no designation. So that's it. It looks like all of these people, you know, as we talked about on yesterday's Super Bowl preview episode, which if you haven't listened to it yet, please dive in. We talked about a lot of different things. We previewed the Super Bowl. We talked about Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, It was one of my favorite all-time Arrowhead Addict podcast episodes. So check it out. It'll get you ready for Sunday, get you hyped up. And of course, you'll have our full game predictions, final score predictions in that episode. So that's it. Uh, this This is the injury report bearing any like, crazy unforeseen thing it looks like all of these players will probably be on the field all the key players anyway and uh it'll be a knockdown drag out to to win this super bowl um all right let's i've got some sound for you guys so uh, you know this week we brought you some sound from jerry rice and from former kansas city chiefs left tackle willie rofe who said that the chiefs are america's team we've got some sound here from hall of fame guard Will Shields, our guy Mark Carmen, talked to Will. I think today, I think it was today they spoke. It's a really, really interesting interview. I'm going to play the whole thing for you, and then I'll uh, I'll meet you on the other side, and we'll quickly discuss some of the things that they touched on. So, without further ado, here's Mark Carmen with Will Shields. Will Shields, great to see you, the Hall of Famer. Appreciate the time. Well, let's start at the top here. You're working with Novo Nordisk. You don't look like a guy who played on the offensive line for 10, 15-plus years in the NFL. You, but uh, this is something, obviously, that's important to you. And, you know, a lot of your teammates, obviously, um, have battled some obesity, at, you know, at least the guys that you were closest with. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things about it is about – Almost three years ago, I actually started on a uh, eating regimen, and I sort of changed the way I was thinking about how I wanted to do things and how I wanted to sort of change what I wanted to be and how I wanted to be. Um, and the thing about it is that it's been positive. It's been something that's awesome, and I call it more fun because now I get a chance to hunt for food and not food hunt for me, which is a cool thing, but also workout. Um, you know, it makes your workout easier. It makes your body feel better. Um, but it's, it's a cool thing because now you get a chance to talk about it on a regular basis. And so what I did is I changed the way I was going to do things. And I was like, we're professional athletes. I've been there before. I've been at the highest, you know, the highest of the high, the lowest of the lows. Um, but the cool thing about it is that now I sort of make it a game and make it fun for myself to try to do. Um, but just do the best I can for myself. So let's get on the field here and Everyone in Kansas City is super confident, I think, that you're going to beat the Bucs and Tom Brady. But the concern is, how do you replace Eric Fisher? 
if they say, hey, hey, Will, you got you got to go move over to left tackle after playing right guard every single – I mean, is this possible? Are they going to be able to pull this off? You can do it, but it's ugly. Uh, it's going to be really tough to do. I think that's one thing that we've – you know, I've actually experienced that before in my lifetime of being able to play, and they go, oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to start at left tackle this week because all the other guys are hurt and injured. Um, it, it, you can make it happen. It's not going to be as pretty as you want it to be. Uh, but you got to get some help here and there. So you got to have a tight end chip or fullback chip, somebody going through the B gap. Um, plus, with the way that the Chiefs run offense, you got to realize that there's always a, a moving piece to it. And what you can't do is let the, let the defense sort of gear in on you. And I think that's one of those things that make a big difference as far as having all those moving pieces, having the Tariq Hills of the Will and Hardman and those guys that's got to show up big and make things happen right now, right now at the, at the line of scrimmage. See, and I keep hearing that, well, we've got Patrick Mahomes and he will just make it work and he's elusive, so this really won't matter. But this is the way you beat Kansas City, right? Getting to Mahomes, making him uncomfortable. I mean, that I don't, I don't think you can rely on Tom Brady putting up 40 here, but if they can limit the Chiefs' offense, then that would be the way the nightmare, I guess, would happen for KC. Well, and you got to realize this on the other side of it is that more or less if they can run the ball, if the Bucks can run the ball, that's another key component to, you know, keeping, you know, the Chiefs offense off, off, the, off the field. And then being able to sort of limit what you can do makes a big difference also. And so those are a couple of different ways that you have to look at it. And then you just hope the explosiveness on the Chiefs side is enough to make it happen to where you can get those big plays and still put up the points that need to happen to win a Super Bowl. And Tampa can run it, and the Chiefs' run defense hasn't been elite or maybe not even that great. So how concerned are you that Tampa will actually be able to control the clock? Well, you know, anytime you got Tom Brady back there, he figures out a way to sort of grind it out one way or another, get it down to where there's only one drive left at the end of the game and he wants the ball in his hand. And I think that's where, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, you've seen the Chiefs do it over and over again but you've seen Tom Brady do it for 20 years. And so if you're a Chiefs fan, you're like, look, I don't want it to be a seven-point game going into the last drive of the fourth quarter. You want to be up 14, maybe 21, <laughs> to make sure that you, that you do have the victory in the bag by that point. So how confident are you, Will, that the Chiefs will come out on top? You know, the, the Chiefs are, are an unbelievable team of what they're doing and how they're able to mix bag everything together. Um, and, and I think they're pretty confident of how they can, you know, have an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. I got a couple of things here with your career. Number one, I mean, you play with Montana yep. and everyone says that Tom's the GOAT, but there's some out there that say, hey, man, Joe Montana, he's got to be right there. I, I don't, you know, you had him at obviously the back end of his career, but, you know, experience of playing with Montana, where do you think he ranks all time? What would you say? You know, Montana is an awesome player. The cool thing about it is that being there, even at the, at the they call it the twilight years of his career, um, you know, he took us to a championship game. And being able to do that was amazing, even though, you know, he left one team, went to another, and it's still take us to the championship game. Uh, but just watching how he did his job and all the little intricate details he knew um, that he could actually inform you of stuff while he was playing that would help you out. And that's really cool about it. And I think, you know, each one of these guys have their own merit of being the greatest player that ever played the game. Now, the question is, you know, you got a guy that's dominated for about 20 years. 
that's tough to do. And so you can't go back and say, okay, this guy is better than that guy. You can just say, hey, every era had their guy that was really good and really great. But this guy has actually set the standard for every other guy that comes after you. And so you have to sort of follow suit. Have you allowed yourself to think, man, if I played with Patrick Mahomes for my entire career, how many Super Bowls or at least shot at a Super Bowl you would have had? Because, I mean, you guys had a lot of, at least early in your career, a lot of tough playoff losses. I mean, it would have been, it would have been fun to play with Patrick back there, having him being back there to run around and do those things that he does. Um, but he does have some weapons that are unbelievable, too, that makes that life a little easier. Um, so, you know, it's a combination of, hey, can I pick this person from that year, this one, that one, this one, that one, put the best team together, then you'd have a lot of fun with it. Um, but he does have great weapons around him that sort of helps him out a little bit. Um, but he is an extreme talent that I can't wait to watch for the next years to come. So it sounds like you think the guys uh, maybe are getting a little bit undersold and Mahomes, as great as he is, you know, maybe guys around him aren't getting enough credit. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but you got to have a trigger man. You got to have somebody to follow. You got to have somebody that's going to lead them into that. Um, You know, as they say, greatness beget greatness. And so if you've got one that can pull everybody else along, then, you know, they're the top dog. They're the ones that get everybody going. And what I like about this team is watching them play together. They're having, when they're having fun together, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing to watch what they can do. And that's one thing about them is that they're enjoying while they're playing the game. Uh, we had Willie Rofe on earlier in the week. He called the Chiefs America's team. What do you think? You know, I, I don't like that, that mantra of America's team. I mean, I think it's, it's the Midwest team that's being able to play and dominate and do the things that needed to be, you know, that needs to be done. And that's what I like about it. And I never, you know, that America's team thing is just sort of that mantra that people want to build onto it. I think they're a very dominant team. And hopefully they'll be dominant for the next few years to come. Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey. You can only have one. Who are you picking? Uh, I go with TG. Yeah, I go with TG. You know, I know TG well and not take anything from Kelsey. Kelsey is a great tight end. Um, but as they say, each era changes. You know, you throw more balls to you. You do more things. Um, you know, they're both great guys, and you love, you love watching each of them play. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't argue with that. TG had an absolutely incredible career. Uh, so, let me give me a. I, you know, Marty uh, is just a guy that uh, I, so many people in Kansas City, all over the NFL, love Denver. The whole thing. So, uh, I don't know. Best the best thing for you coming in the league, playing with Marty. What did he mean to you? You know, the best thing is is that he actually was part of the group that drafted me there. So, you know, I have to say that he was the one that gave me an opportunity to basically break my way into the NFL. Um, and as we were, we went to the East West Shrine game and the Chiefs was the only team that gave me an interview that I actually sat down and talked to the coaches and I sat next to Marty and, you know, he asked questions of like, what do you plan on doing? Um, you know, where, where are you plan on seeing yourself in, you know, three, five, seven years, that kind of thing. And, and to me, that meant a lot that they actually took the time to sort of vet me and give me an opportunity to, uh, you know, to express where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. Why do you think you were able to do it so long, stay on the field, not get hurt? I mean, was it just that the stars were aligned or was you want to give yourself – I think you got to give yourself some credit here, Will. Well, you know, some of it's luck. Some of it's a great training staff around you that's helping you, you know, band-aid you and super glue you back together week in and week out. Uh, there's probably a couple of weeks that you shouldn't have hobbled out there, but you did anyway. 
Um, but I think some of it's selfishness that I didn't want anybody to ever be in my position. Um, I'm one of those guys who's like, look, I'm here. I can hobble out there. I'm going to play. I want to do what I got to do. But also the guys around you, you don't want to let them down. You want to do what you can to get to that next rung of what we were trying to accomplish. Let's wrap up with this, Will. A lot of conversation about uh, African-Americans not getting – enough opportunity to be head coaches, defensive coordinators, run NFL football teams. Your thoughts on how the NFL could do better? Well, you know, as they say, it's really hard to be that person on the outside looking in to see how they can do better. Um, But I think some of that comes down to conversation, understanding what goes into every situation of what they're doing. And that's an internal thing that they have to figure out on on their own. You think they will? I hope they will. I think they will. I think they'll figure out what what needs to go on from this point forward as far as guys just, you know, having the merit of being able to say that quality coaches come from every aspect of life. Yeah. You expecting a dynasty here, Will? You know, a dynasty, they're they're built, not actually given. So I think once they've built their dynasty, then we can say it's a dynasty, but I'm not going to predict that they are a dynasty because there's too many moving pieces any time you play a game or play a sport. It's, it's a lot of moving pieces to go, oh, yeah, we're a dynasty. Okay, you won two Super Bowls or you won one Super Bowl or you did this. Um, you know, and then it could be, you know, the dynasty that, you know, you know, Andy has built on top of the guys that he has. He's got a dynasty of guys that went out and coached and done great things or vice versa. He's been in a lot of championship games and not Super Bowl. You know, he's a dynasty within itself. So those are different things to look at. Well, you're a very practical guy. I, 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 <laughs> it's, I feel like you go to the supermarket, you make a very wise decisions all over the place here. Uh, I, I like it. It's, 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 uh, let's, let's, not, let's not crown anybody before they've actually gotten there. I think it makes sense. Great to talk to you today, working with Novo Nordisk. And, um, yeah, let, let's keep everybody healthy out there. Good luck to your Chiefs on Sunday, Will. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you to Mark Carmen for bringing us that interview with a great, great Chiefs player, Will Shields. Absolutely incredible career. He had a lot of interesting things to say in that interview. It's been a while since I've I've heard from Will. Um, and you know, the thing that jumped out to me, and Mark actually talked to me before he interviewed Will and said, you know, what should I ask Will? And I said, you know, I'd like to hear what he has to say about the kind of transition that the Chiefs offensive line is going through in heading into this game. You got your right tackle sliding over to your to your left tackle spot and your guard sliding over to your right tackle. And 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 what Will said there is that it's it's hard to transition. It's just really difficult. We talked about this yesterday and Verderam mentioned uh, former Chief Jeff Schwartz, Mitchell Schwartz's brother and how he talked about how your footwork is all off and everything is the opposite. And, you know, this is, this is the NFL. This is muscle memory. So while it might seem silly to say, oh, you can play tackle on the right side, you can play tackle on the left side, but everything is different. The, the, your body movements, the arms that you use for certain things, your kickoff leg, when you're sliding out to take on the, the incoming rusher, that's all reversed. And, Speed is everything in these situations. You've seen how these guys get off the ball. I mean, if you're just a split second late, the next thing you know, the defender's blown by you and then your quarterback is in trouble. So to try to pretend like, especially with the pass rushers that the Bucks have, that this couldn't be a potential issue in this game, that's kind of sticking your head in the sand a little bit. Um, and, 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 and 
you better believe that Shaq Barrett and Ndamukong and Sue and those boys, they know <laughs> that the Chiefs have offensive line problems, and they know, and I'm sure Tampa Bay knows, if we can get pressure with four and we can drop everybody into coverage, that's how you beat Patrick Mahomes. And uh, there was a great article about uh, Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett and Sue in the New York Times, and um, they were they were very complimentary of, of Mahomes. But um, I'll read you a passage here. Barrett thinks Mahomes is well on his way to earning that distinction, meaning the potential greatest of all time distinction. But he argues that the Buccaneers defense with a pass rush led by him, Pierre Paul, Sue can slow down the passing of that torch. While Mahomes is hoping to collect a second Super Bowl ring, Brady is one win away from his seventh. And then he has a quote. We've just got to tell him he he ain't ready to be the big goat yet because we still got Tom Brady, Barrett said. So we've got to step up and make sure Tom Brady gets another one. And that's kind of going to be the story within the story of this game, I think, is that Buccaneers front trying to get home against Patrick Mahomes and trying to see if they can take advantage of the shuffling that the Chiefs have had on the offensive line. But look, make no mistake, the guys on the offensive line, they're not just like bums, right? These are NFL players. So to think that just because Eric Fisher's not there and Eric Fisher's a really solid tackle, but we've seen Eric Fisher struggle, right? We've seen him struggle against top-tier pass rushers. So, you know, having Mike Remmers in there and these guys coming after Mahomes, they're going to... The Chiefs offensive linemen, if you don't think that they know that this is a storyline heading into the week and know that they need to step up, I mean, you got another thing coming. These guys are professional athletes. They're super motivated. So I'm confident in our guys. I'm confident in our team that they're going to come out. In fact, they may surprise us. And I think sometimes this, when everybody, when when it's a storyline heading into the game, guys hear this stuff and they know and they know what the focus is and I think sometimes it brings out the best in people do you remember when the Chiefs were in that playoff game against the Colts and I think it was the year the Colts won the Super Bowl 2006 maybe 2007 this is where Verderam comes in handy because the man knows everything he remembers every single little detail about everything um but that was the year that the Colts could not stop the run to save their lives and the Chiefs kind of I think they got in at like nine and seven or something like that but they Larry Johnson was like at the height of his powers. And the storyline heading into the week was the Chiefs have a great running game. They're going to run all over the Colts. And and what happened? They couldn't run the ball a yard. Now, yes, uh, the Colts got Bob Sanders back for that game. He was absolutely incredible. He was flying around the field, but he was just one guy. Come on. Like, don't tell me. And the Colts run defense, that entire playoffs, as I recall, again, we'll double check with Ferdinand was incredible. They did a great job. They shut everybody down, and it's one of the reasons they were able to win the championship. So in this game, you know, you're hearing things like, well, the Chiefs defense isn't that good. That's horse shit. We all know that. And you're hearing about the offensive line. So don't be surprised if these guys really step up and have a hell of a game and do a great job of protecting Patrick Mahomes. And another thing Will said that we should take into account here is he said that the Chiefs have the pieces. They have the the skill players in place to, to make it a little bit harder for these Tampa Bay pass rushers to get home. Now, remember, like, they've got Tyreek Hill. They've got McCole Hardman. They've got fast, speedy guys. And they've got players that can block, like Daryl Williams can get in there and he can help block, block in the run game. And Andy Reid, we've got Andy Reid. Andy knows that 
this is part of the part of the game, right? That the offensive line protecting Patrick Mahomes is part of the game. So you're probably going to see a lot of rollouts, a lot of screens, some bootlegs. You're going to see some chipping with the tight ends and with the running backs. You're going to see protection on different sides. He's going to be ready for this. And they're going to have some quick hot routes in there as well so that if somebody gets beat, Pat can get the ball out. Pat's aware of this. Pat knows what's happening. He's the best in the game. So I, I still feel pretty good. Is it ideal? Like Verderam was saying yesterday on the show, no, it's not ideal. But at the end of the day, we've got Patrick Mahomes. We've got the best team in football. And all they need to do is go out there and execute. This line has been decimated by injuries and moving parts all season long. And they lost one game as a team. One game. And I really wouldn't put that on the offensive line. So they're ready. They're ready. They're going to be able to get the job done. I'm super confident in that. Um, And the other thing that I thought was really interesting was Will Shields talking about Mahomes being the trigger man. Um, You know, a lot of times you'll the trolls on the internet, right? You'll see them. Oh, Mahomes, he's just got all these weapons, weapons, weapons. And yeah, he does have weapons. But Will Shields made a really great point. If you don't have the quarterback, if you don't have the guy, the trigger man to bring them all together, it's not going to work out. I mean, we saw this very similar team with similar weapons with Alex Smith. And they, I think they led the uh, NFL in offense that year, and they were really great stretching the field. But they couldn't get it done in the playoffs. They couldn't get it done against some of the elite teams. And as much as we all love Alex Smith, we know he had limitations. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have those limitations. He exceeds any kind of limitations of even really good to great quarterbacks. He can do things that nobody's ever been able to do in the history of the NFL. So that's that's the special sauce here that we have. It's not just the fact that you've got a Hall of Fame wide receiver, Hall of Fame wide receiver, tight end, and Travis Kelsey. You got Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver in Tyreek Hill, but that you've got Patrick Mahomes to pull that together, and not only that, but to elevate guys like a Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, Byron Pringle, and that should fill you with a lot of confidence heading into Sunday. I did think it was funny that Will didn't think that he doesn't like the moniker of America's team. That always annoyed me when I was growing up uh, as well. I mentioned that on the the podcast we talked about where Willie Roof said that the Chiefs are America's team. But I'll tell you what, like I said, I'm a Chiefs fan, man, and I love it. Bring it on. Yeah, let's be America's team for a while. I'm okay with being a little bit uh, arrogant. Um, Why not? This is our chance to do it. And I got to say, picking Tony G over Kelsey – that's a tough one too. Look, again, this is one of those situations where we, we've got the whole career of Tony Gonzalez to look at and be like, this guy's amazing. And I thought, well, Will's really smart. And as Mark mentioned in the interview, a super practical guy. You know, he's looking at the situation. He's like, hey, man, like, it is a different era, you know? Like, you got to take these things at face value. They weren't throwing the ball like they are now. So, Tony doing what Tony did in that era is really, really impressive. Now, does that mean that it's not impressive what Kelsey's doing? No, I mean, I think it means that it's just as impressive because now you've got Travis Kelsey who's performing in an era where they are throwing the ball a lot, where the tight end position has changed and it's become like a big-bodied wide receiver type of position. And yet he's still the best. He's still putting up historic numbers when everybody else is chucking the ball to tight ends and the position has changed. So, man, it's a toss-up. I don't know who I'd take. I I think I'd take Kelsey, but it's I think it has a lot to do with Mahomes because I've seen what Kelsey can do with a quarterback like Mahomes, and we never really saw Tony G 
with a quarterback that was on the level of Patrick Mahomes in the, in the kind of offense that the Chiefs have right now. Uh, boy, I wish I could see it, but I never have. So I'm just going to go with that Kelsey-Mahomes connection. I think it's so special. I think it's up there with with Montana and Rice and some of those great quarterback-receiver connections in the past. And uh, But boy, what, <laughs> I'd, I'd pay up to see Tony G just play one game with Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I thought it was nice he talked about Marty Schottenheimer as well. Uh, really interesting fact that the Chiefs were the only team to talk to Will Shields at the East-West Shrine game. And that just that just goes to show how important having good personnel people are is and, and having good people on your coaching staff to help identify talent and to, to be able to look at stats and look past stats and determine who are the best types of players and the best types of people that you want to have in your organization. And I think we all agree that Will Shields checked both of those boxes during his time in Kansas City. And um, it, it's one of the reasons why the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes is because Brett Veach was on this guy when other people were, were considering him an air raid quarterback who wasn't going to be able to hold up in the NFL and look what he's doing now. So really, really important. It's not just, it's not just luck. You need to have good personnel people. You need to have good infrastructure in your organization to find players like Will Shields and Patrick Mahomes. All right. I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, yeah, going to wrap it up. We're going to, I don't, you know, I, I'm just going to be straight honest with you guys. I don't know if we're going to have a, a podcast tomorrow. It's Saturday. I'm probably going to try to get some content out for y'all. I hope that you've enjoyed this week of the sort of daily content that we've been putting out and some of the special interviews and things that we've had. Uh, we get a lot of really great stuff for Super Bowl week, and I was really excited to share it with you all. I know maybe it can be overwhelming if you're super busy right now and you haven't had time and all of a sudden you fire up the old Arrowhead Attic podcast in your, in your app store and you see that you've got you've missed five episodes. I hope, I hope that you're not getting too many notifications and feeling spammed or anything like that. We just want to bring you lots of great content. We've got some other special announcements and things coming up in the near future here. The show is going to be expanding a little bit and I'll have some more details for those of you who are listening this far into my rambling a little bit later on. But for now, I may talk to you tomorrow, but if I don't, deep breaths, everybody. We're going to do this. We're going to take care of business. The Chiefs are going to bring home the hardware. If they don't, Verderam and I will be here for you to, to provide a little bit of therapy, but let's not talk about that. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we have to worry about that. All right. I wish you all a really safe weekend. I know there's a lot of snow out there. I know the temperatures are dropping like crazy. So stay warm. I'm up here in Wisconsin and it's going to be negative 17 degrees on Super Bowl Sunday, the morning of the Super Bowl. So I I, I was going to smoke uh, some brisket or something. And I'm glad that I just decided to make things easy on myself and order Joe's of Kansas City. Got that delivered yesterday. I'm I tell you, boy, I tell you what, man, it's hard. I got the ribs, I got the burn ends, and I got a pound of brisket in there. And I really want to get into it. It's thawed out now, and I'm like, oh man, like I just can I just eat some of this barbecue and save the rest for Sunday? But you know, it's a special occasion. I want to do it all up. But I also know I can't. My wife and I are not going to be able to eat all this crap on, on Sunday. Like we're just not going to have enough room. Uh, it's probably more a meal for four people. So maybe. Maybe I'll fire up a little bit of that brisket tomorrow, and then we'll save the ribs and the burn-ins for Sunday. I mean, why not make a weekend out of it, right? Okay, everybody, that's it. 
Uh, if you like this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a written review over there. Ask us questions. We answer them on the show as, as fast as we can. We try to get to them all. You guys are the best. We're, we're over 100 reviews now. When, when we took over this podcast, we weren't anywhere near that. Not all of them are written. Some of you guys are just leaving us star reviews. We appreciate that as well, but we'd love to hear from you and on the written reviews. It really helps people find the show. It's just awesome seeing all the comments, seeing all your food rankings, cereal rankings, candy bar rankings, all that fun stuff we like to do on the show. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at, at rpatrickallen. I'll be stress tweeting during the Super Bowl. Follow Matt Verderam at, at Matt Verderam. Make sure you follow the lead expert over at Arrowhead Attic. His name is Matt Connor. He's at, at uh, Matt Connor AA. And follow, of course, at Arrowhead Attic. And make sure you're reading Arrowhead Addict and fansided.com. Verderam's column stacking the box over there is absolutely fantastic. Comes out every Monday. Although if the Chiefs lose, it might not come out next Monday because the man might be devastated. Um, so make sure you're following all the content that we're putting out. If you ever need recommendations for anything, just hit me up on Twitter. I will get back to you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your support. And as always, go Chiefs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.